Hey guys, Caroline here. I'm so excited to bring you guys episode two of Living Proof. Um, I want to open up with prayer before we dive into the Word. Dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for every moment that brought us to where we are right now um, in your presence, Lord. Thank you so much for the opportunity to read your Word and to, to learn from it and and uh, the opportunity to seek your wisdom, God. Thank you for the Holy Spirit for it entering into our hearts and just guiding our lives, God. You're so good. Um, and I just pray that you open up our hearts to your word and that we may um, just hear your truth and um, understand what it is that you're speaking to each of us individually, God, because that's what you do when we seek you. You you reach out and you speak back to us individually and personally. Um, such a beautiful relationship that we have with the Father. In your, your son's name we pray. Amen. So tonight I am reading from Ecclesiastes. And I'm listening to another podcast right now. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Levi Lusco. He's an amazing pastor, um, just an amazing pastor. And he has made his sermons available on kind of a bunch of different platforms, which is super cool um, on social media. So kind of wherever you are in your walk in life, your phase of life, season of life, whatever you want to call it, and quite literally wherever you are during the day, if you're at work, if you're at home, um, you have access to him preaching the word of God. And I just think that's so cool because with my job, I travel a lot. And sometimes it's not easy for me. It's not an excuse, but sometimes it's just not easy for me to, um, you know, show up to a church service. And so I really value being able to access sermons online. I just think that's so cool. But anyway, so I've been tracking along with um, some of the servants, serv- sermons, good grief, that Levi has been putting out. And one of them recently was talking about Ecclesiastes. He just mentioned it. And um, what I did, what I learned, what I didn't realize <clears throat> from Ecclesiastes was that the writer of Ecclesiastes, the whole tone of this book in the Bible was um, an attempt to say, okay, well, what would life look like without God? Um, the author refers to life under the sun throughout the entire book of Ecclesiastes as if to say, okay, well, what would life look like under the sun in comparison to like life under God, right? Um, and so if you read it, you start from the beginning and go to the end. He's literally drawing out what everything would look like, um, what human life would look like um, if we were to consider that um, our purpose is not to worship God. We are not made um, in God's image. We were not created to be his sons and daughters. What would be the point? You know, what is a life with no purpose? Do we get up and just go to work and and die? Like, what's the point? Um, so the author is battling with that huge question that so much, so many of us battle with. Like, what's the point? What? Why am I here? Um, why? Why does life exist the way that it does? Um, and I love the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes for that. I love this super deep, super personal question that the author asks. It's like, what's the point? Um, because that's a heart struggle that so many of us deal with. It's super easy to be like gung-ho, worshiping, loving the Lord when things are going really well. But then when a baby dies, when they weren't supposed to die, or marriage ends when it wasn't supposed to end, it gets really um, difficult to stay on that high of gung-ho, worship Jesus, worship Jesus, we start questioning, like, well, what was the point to begin with? If if God promises riches and all I feel are the weight of my rags, then then what what's the point? And um, it, it's hard to 
justify, you know, this the lovingness and the kindness and the goodness that we feel that we feel and we know from the Lord. Um, it's hard to justify any of that. So, I love um, the approach Ecclesiastes has to that big question. That you know, what is the point? What would life look like if um, our purpose wasn't to serve God? Um, what what would the point actually be? So. I love that because I know so many people struggle with that question. So I'm reading directly from Ecclesiastes chapter 8 to 9, verses 9 through 17. I'm just going to open with the word. Um, and this is kind of from first-person perspective, the writer of this book. This is him talking. I have thought deeply about all that goes on here under the sun. So break that down. Life assuming that our purpose is not to serve God. Where people have the power to hurt each other. And this is the reality. Now he's going to break down the reality of the world that we live in. He's, he's looking at life and, and he is taking in the reality. He's observing what the world is holding, hurt and pain and evil. And through those lens of seeing the world for what it is, um, you'll see him break down, okay, but a life with no God, like what is the point? What is the point? So on and so forth. So I wanted to clarify. He is... Um, just talking about the world, right? So I thought deeply about all that goes on here under the sun where people have the power to hurt each other. I have seen wicked people buried with honor, yet you know, yet they were the very ones who frequented the temple and are now praised in the same city where they committed their crimes. This too is meaningless. When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. But even though a person sins a hundred times and still lives a long time, I know that those who fear God will be better off. The wicked will not prosper for they do not fear God. Amen to that. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. Amen for that. Can I get an amen if y'all are listening? That's awesome. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. And this is not all that is meaningless in our world. In this life, good people are often treated as though they were wicked, and wicked people are often treated as though they were good. This is so meaningless. So I recommend having fun, because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. In my search for wisdom and in my observation of people's burdens here on earth, I discovered that there is ceaseless activity day and night. I realized that no one can discover everything God is doing under the sun. Not even the wisest people discover everything, no matter what they claim. Whoa, the word of God is so powerful, like so powerful, y'all. Let's break this down. So when I read this, first of all, my heart cry was, oh my gosh, can I relate? And can so many people I know relate to this? We look around and our world is filled with so much hurt. Like so much hurt. People who should not have been punished being punished. People being wrongfully convicted. People's truths not being believed when they were true. Oh my Lord, our world is filled with blasphemy. It's filled with evil. It's filled with sin, right? That's the root of all this. It's filled with sin. We chose to separate ourselves from the Lord. We pursued the one thing in the Garden of Eden that he said not to. We pursued that. We let sin in. Life was perfect before sin. But we chose sin. And because we chose sin, the wage of sin is death. And death is like evil and gross and negative, right? 
And so when sin crept into the world, like it riddled the world. And now we see it. It's everywhere. Um, just like this says, uh, I have seen wicked people buried with honor. This is meaningless. When a crime is not punished quickly, pe- people feel it is safe to do wrong. Even though a person sins a hundred times, they still live a long life. It's not fair. And I can feel the author wrestling with that. Like, it's not fair. It's not, it's meaningless. This doesn't make any sense. And how often are we faced with that same reality? Like somebody who is wrongfully punished, um, a truth that is perceived as a lie. It's not fair. It's so not fair. Things happen all the time that aren't fair. Um, and I can hear so many's heart, so many people's heart cry in that passage right there, because holy cow, how could we have possibly, you know, people say all the time, how can we relate to a book written, you know, 3,500 years ago? The reality is you just need to open it up. Like those truths that were true then and the tension that people wrestled with back then, we still wrestle with. Like that's how good God is. He approached it. He approached it. He approached those people's hearts the same way that he's tackling our hearts. Like the struggles haven't changed. Sin is still sin. It's still causing the same pain. Um, and the passage keeps going. And that is not all that is meaningless in our world. Good people are often treated as though they were wicked and wicked people are often treated as though they were good. This is so meaningless. It just sends home, like hits home this fact that like, it doesn't make sense. And um, Ecclesiastes isn't trying to justify any of this. This is, this is not an effort to say, oh, None of this makes sense, so it's God's fault. People who are good are punished, and people who are bad aren't punished. Um, so let's blame God and assume that he's not in control. No, 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 no. That's not what Ecclesiastes is doing. Ecclesiastes is not saying, okay, there's bad stuff that happens in the world, so let's shun God. No, Ecclesiastes is saying, this happens. This is truth. Sin is in this world. And bad things happen sometimes to good people. That's not a product of God, though. That's a product of sin. And it's meaningless. It happens. He's observing it. That is the truth. That is the reality. Sin crept in and sin still lives. But you know who defeated sin? Defeated death. Conquered all of it so that we can have eternal life with him. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And he's awesome. Amen. Um, So keep going, right? So I recommend having fun because there's nothing better for people in this world. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. Um. That's powerful too. In my search for wisdom and in my observation of people's burdens here on earth, I discover that there is ceaseless activity day and night. Wow, there is ceaseless activity. Like It doesn't stop. Like Life doesn't stop day and night. It doesn't end, right? Like This stuff doesn't just go away. I realize that no one can discover everything God is doing under the sun. Not even the wisest people discover everything, no matter what they claim. And that statement, when I read this, was so bold, too. Like, not even the wisest people discover everything, no matter what they claim. Like, Ecclesiastes doesn't say, not not even the wisest people discover everything, um, and leaves it at that. Like, people couldn't even try and discover everything. Like, there's, there's no way that anybody would even try to discover everything that God's trying to do. But no, he says, no matter what they claim. In an effort to say, people are going to try and tell you um, who God is. People are going to try and explain to you, this is why God 
is doing this. This is why the Lord is functioning in this way. And the reality and the truth behind those statements is just like, no, no. People don't know. There's no way that we can understand what God is doing. There's no way that we can justify the Lord's actions and try to provide a definitive truth to who God is because like God is God and only God knows what he is doing. Um, we know that God is love. We know that God is honest. We know that God is fair. We know that what God promises us and we know that he is working everything for the good of us. But we have to remember that like sin is a part of the world and there are two forces fighting for our souls. One is really evil and banished and was banished from the heavens and like it's just awful and bad and we do anything for us to not have a relationship with the Lord. And when we remember that, it becomes easier to remember that as God says, like, I'm working everything for the good of my people. And that the good of my people, my people are living in a world of sin. So yeah, sin happens. Bad stuff is happening. I'm not denying that. Because guess what? You and I chose sin. We chose sin to enter into our world. We picked the forbidden fruit, people. We went after it. And we continue to go after it because we're made of flesh. But God works in that mess. He, come to, he came down on this earth as one of us, as a man in flesh, and said, Hey, you are covered in sin. You are covered in just blasphemy and like wrongdoings and and you've fallen so far from who I created you to be I created you to be my sons and daughters and you have forgotten who you came from you have come from the king of all kings let me remind you let me remind you why I created you God works all things for the good of us that statement doesn't say sin disappears that statement doesn't say well God is working everything for the good of me, that means that everything he's working is good. That's not what that statement says. That statement does not say God banishes all bad from my life so that only good can exist. That is not what that means. God clearly says, the Bible clearly states, God works all things out for the good of his people. He's making all things work in favor and for the good of his people. All things, people. He's working all things. That doesn't say all good things. God is working all things. God's working through our messes. God's working through our hard times. God's working through our trials. He's working through our sin. He's working through the bad things in our lives. And he is saying, hey, you choose me now. Pursue me now. Recognize that you are a part of a broken world that pursued sin ahead of me. Recognize now that you're chasing after me, the person you've always been supposed to be chasing after. Recognize that you are trying, you that's who you're pursuing, you're pursuing me, your savior, your king, your father. And I'm gonna work that mess out, Caroline. I'm gonna work that mess out, Susan, Margot, Mary, Emily, John, Jim, whoever you are listening, like I'm gonna work that out for you. I'm not saying it's gonna disappear. Because the reality is you chose that. You chose that over me. It's here now. Sin is here. But I'm going to work through that mess for the good of you. That is powerful. And in Ecclesiastes 8 verses 9 through 17, I can hear the heart cry and the tension that we feel being of flesh. 
unfair stuff happens. Like bad stuff happens and it's not fair and we don't understand it. We don't. And I don't know if this is hope. I don't know if maybe this is like light popping through this scripture. I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. The Bible says you're not supposed to understand. The Bible says you're foolish if you try to understand all that God is doing because you'll never be able to. How could we possibly understand what the creator of the heavens and the earth is trying to do? How could we possibly try and put that puzzle together when most of the time we can't even put our lives back together? How, how could we do that? So here's, here's my point here. Here's the takeaway tonight. We don't know why things happen. We don't know why bad, bad things happen to good people. We don't know why good things happen to bad people. We just don't know. Unfair things happen. Things happen that we didn't plan for. Good people serve unfair punishments. And sometimes people that deserve unfair punishments go unnoticed. Crime exists. Heartbreak exists. Sadness is real. Jesus dealt with grief. Jesus was tested. Unfair things happened to Jesus. Have you heard about his death? I mean, he was nailed to a cross, people. For sins he never committed. Unfair things happen. But God's got it. My heart is comforted and encouraged by that truth that God is working out all things for the good of his people. He's not taking away the bad things. He is not eradicating sin because if he was going to do that, he would have done that a long time ago. No, 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 no. We picked sin. We created the division between ourselves and the Lord. We did that. We did that at the very beginning. But God is saying, hey, he's tapping you on the shoulder and he's saying, hey, I love you. I love you even though you picked sin because now you're picking me. And I'm going to work out this mess for you. I'm going to work through whatever struggle you're going through. I'm going to work through with you whatever battle you're dealing with. I'm going to go to bat for you. I'm going to fight for you, Caroline, Susan, Jim, John, Bob, Bill, whoever you are. I'm going to fight through this for you, with you. And I'm going to work it out for the good of you. I'm not taking the bad away to give you the good. I am working through the bad. I am working with the situation you're in. I'm working with what you're going through and making it produce something that is good for you. Our definitions of good and God's definitions of good sometimes are easily confused. Good for me could be a reminder that I am not God. And that I am not in control. Good for me could be discipline. A reminder that Caroline, you made a mistake. And that's not okay what you did. Good for me could be Caroline, slow down. It, you weren't ready for that promotion. You weren't ready for that house. You weren't ready for that baby. You weren't ready for any of that stuff that you thought you were ready for. You weren't. And I'm protecting you from that. That's the good. I'm taking care of you because I know you better than you know yourself. You weren't ready, right? The good could be ending a toxic relationship that was never going to bear fruit for you, ever. Because God knows, above all else, he knows more than any of us do. 
my heart cry tonight is that you guys hear this word and that it resonates with you and that it it speaks to you, um, maybe something that you're dealing with. Just know that, that God knows 100% what you're going through. And it's okay that we don't understand it. And he's working out all of it for our good. Night, guys. <laughs>